Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are specific visions that God has given me for short-term plan. God says, you know, I want you to focus on this. I want you to do this. Amen? Those are not overarching, you know, vision. Like, for example, how many of you know that even from childbirth, God had given Moses his vision, his vision. So when you use the word vision, you have to use it in the right context. It could mean so many things. God could give you a vision for a project. This is how it's going to look. This is how it's going to be. Or it could give you a vision. It could be as big, massive as what am I to do with my life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The point and emphasis here is when you one works with God, God will give you several visions, as we will see in the book of Acts. And today, I just want to specifically focus on that. Open your Bible to the book of Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Why, actually... Acts chapter 9, we find a prophet by the name of Ananias. Okay? And God gave Ananias a vision. And his vision was simple. Very simple, straightforward message. Acts chapter 9 verse 10. It says, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. That means he had an open vision. He saw he had an encounter with the Lord. (coughs) Verse 11. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on a a straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man... Named Ananias. That means God says, I gave Paul, or at that time Saul, okay, a vision too. He has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. God gave Ananias specific time frame driven, location driven vision. He says, this is what I want you to do. Sometimes we call that type of vision a message. told him, this is what I want you to do. Go, and it's just for an appointed time, a location for a particular person. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Showing how different ways God can communicate to us with us through visions. And Ananias did exactly to the T what God asked him to what? To do. The point here is we need to prep ourselves to be ready for, thing, for things like this. 
See, if you don't have a mind frame, and there are times God will minister to me exactly in that way. Hallelujah. Expect, expect, set your expectations to receive from uncommon sources. Amen. I'll say it again. Expect, expect, set your expectations to receive from uncommon sources. Amen. Say it one more time. Expect, expect, set your expectations to receive from uncommon places. See, sometimes our flag, our, our, you know, our, our, our sight, we basically, we've located our, we, for, we forget to walk in the realm of the spirit and all we're looking for, oh Lord, my God, I'm only making sixty thousand dollars. How will I pay this mortgage that you gave me? I said, God was the one who gave me the mortgage tonight. Praise the Lord. There are times, God, you, you, there are times you are here, but God wants you to be here. You understand? If you don't create and set your expectation, and sometimes God has to get a message across to us in order for us to move us from here to where he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. This is why it's so important for us to learn to, to wait on God so that we can Get our get our mind in the right place to so that it can it can create a place of expectation for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants us blessed. Amen. But he knows we're limited in our thinking. He knows we are limited in our seeing. He knows we are limited in our abilities. But if we will put our trust in him, he can lead us to the place <coughs> where we can drink in abundance. Amen? Amen? If we will get ourselves out of ourselves and allow him to lead us, he will take us to places we can never imagine. Amen. We are always thinking in limitations. Oh, well, you know what? Well, this is all I see. We always have blinders on. Oh, God wants us to, you know, just. Here is Paul, Saul. He was doing. Persecuting believers based on this, what he knew. Finally, God had to literally strike this man with blindness. And when he finally dawned on him, 
he had an encounter with God. He was able to now sit himself quietly and wait on God. And in a few days, God sent a prophet to him. He said, you open the eyes of your understanding. See, God sometimes has to strike us with trials, with tribulations, with challenges, with difficulties, sometimes in order to get our attention. You still with me or you gone home, church? Praise the Lord. Let's drop down to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 10. We see another scenario where a vision occurs. Acts chapter 10, starting from verse 9. He says, Now about noon the following day, as they were on their journey approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. When he became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. You know what a trance is? Anybody knows what a trance is? A trance is you have, you know, like, uh, you are literally out of yourself. Amen? He saw heaven open. And something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything, anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Now, the difference between the vision that Peter had versus the vision that Ananias had was the vision that Ananias had gave specific what? Instructions. Instructions on what to do. The vision that Peter had is a totally different type of vision. There was a message hidden in it. Let's keep reading. It says, verse 16, I mean, verse 17, while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, tells us that there are certain visions God will reveal and give to us that we will not what? We will not understand. While he was still thinking about it, guess what happened? The man sent by Cornelius showed up. They called to him. Cornelius was a Gentile. However, because of his faithfulness, okay, God revealed to him that he was to go and bring Peter into his house to preach the gospel that he and his family might be what? And he saved. He had a specific God-given direction. The other side of the coin is the vision that Peter had. Peter's vision was more of a message, hidden message. Are you with me, church? Yes. A hidden message that he could not solve. He had to wait for the people that were coming from Cornelius. Immediately, Cornelius' people showed up. Peter got to understand the what? The message. The message was about discrimination. Because... Peter, a Jew, 
Cornelius, a Gentile. Jews and Gentiles don't what? Don't mix. So when God was letting down, you know, the, the net that was filled with pigs, reptiles, and all sorts of things that, you know, the Jews never ate. And God was telling Peter to eat. God was sending Peter a message. Don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. But one thing I tell people, whatever vision gives you, God gives you, it is not your problem on how to understand it. Trust me. He will get you the understanding. Some way, somehow. Because it's a message, and God needs you to understand what? Somebody once asked me, well, what if I have a vision and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't understand it? Well, I said, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. It's not a vision for you. You understand? I mean, why will God send me something that I will never understand? Does it make sense to you? No. It does not make a sense. God will always get us the meaning of the vision that he what? He gives us. Because he knows that if we don't get it, guess what? I'm, I can't be held responsible for what I don't understand. Are you with me, church? You getting some of this? The moment Peter came in contact with Cornelius' people, he put two and two together, and he went with them and preached the gospel. In fact, before he started preaching the gospel, the Holy Spirit showed up, and people began to be what? He said, the Spirit of God poured out. Then, let's drop down to another in the book of Acts. Chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verse 9. And we'll wrap up with this. Our time is almost done. Acts 12, verse 9. The scripture says, Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had... Uh, let me back it up. Let me back it up. Uh, time is almost up. Acts 12, let's start from verse 1. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death by the sword. Okay? When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceed, proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting Peter, he put him in prison, handing him, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. That means 16 soldiers were guarding Peter. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, okay? But the church was earnestly praying for God, to God for him. The church was praying. Peter was in prison. Church praying. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. Uh, but what was Peter doing? Sleeping. He struck Peter on the side. I mean, he was in such a deep sleep that with all the commotion going on, he didn't even know. The angel had to whack him upside the head. I woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, 
put on your clothes and sandals. I guess the guy got comfortable. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison. Okay? But he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He actually thought he was having a what? A dream. That's a totally different type of vision. They passed the first and second guards, came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. They went through it. When they had walked the entire length of the street, suddenly the angel left him. So the angel led him completely to safety. And then left him. Meanwhile, all the time, Peter thought he was what? He was dreaming. Powerful man. The things God can do for you. The things God will do in your life if you will just trust him. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Let me tell you, when you partner with God, nothing, nothing can by any means stop you. The Israelites were walking in the desert. For three days, they had no water. No water. Absolutely no water. Three-day journey. They finally found a lake. But they tasted the water and was bitter. If they had drank that water, it would kill them. But God gave somebody the vision. By the name of Moses, take a stick, throw it into the, you know, contaminated lake. And that will make the lake drinkable. Moses picked the stick, threw it in the lake. Go to Hudson River, go and throw a stick in it and see if it will, if you can drink the water. we're making here is when when you walk with God and God gives you a vision there is nothing that there's no one there is no nothing that can hinder you look at all that happened to Peter first of all he was sitting between two soldiers the angels when the angels showed up the prison shook there was an earthquake guess what Peter was what I love what my wife used to say if God is not sleeping, I might as well be sleeping. <laughs> That's it. You know, she's not worried. If God is not worried, I shouldn't be worried. Amen? Amen. The next time you're going to worry, you need to have the right perspective. Is God worried? Because if this bill is not getting paid, why am I worrying? Is God worried? If God is not worried, I am not going to worry. I worry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You need to get a vision. Peter was there between 16 soldiers, we're told. And all of a sudden, the chains fell. The gates were locked. As soon as he and the angel approached the gate, the gates were what? I remember the day I was going for my interview. In 1986, September of 86, 
You know how these chairs are? That's how we lined up and we were sitting, we were moving from one chair to the other chair, one chair, one chair. And everybody was afraid of, there were like eight, eight, eight agents, U.S. Um, uh, immigration agents or whatever they call them, giving visas. And there was one man. He was the first one, I will never, the first window. And they said, this guy has not given a visa. They can't even remember the last time he gave a visa. So everybody was adjusting their seats. People were adjusting their seats so that they would not end up at the window. Guess where yours truly ended up? Of course. When God is going to do a miracle, he wants nothing, no man to take what? So, if you're going through a difficult challenge, then know that God is in control. If you're going through trials and tribulations, then know that God is in control. Because if you can handle it, it cannot be God. That means God just wants you to do that one. I was shifting. I was sh- then my mother stopped. Stop it. Stop shifting. If if you're not going, you're not going. If you're going. <laughs> no. It's true now. Oh, glory to God. I was speaking in tongues and interpreting at the same time. I had diarrhea, gonorrhea, every year. I had it all. Because I was sweating like a barracuda, man. All because of one man. Because I had... It's, meanwhile, meanwhile, listen, 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 listen. God had already, I had seen, I had seen the hand of God, I had seen a vision, and yet, still, my faith was not where it ought to be. I was shaking like a leaf. When they called my tongue, and I walked up to that window, I said, oh my God. I'm going to the guy that never gave a single visa in his life. I am finished. But then, this is where God is greater than we are. The Spirit of God rose up on the inside of me. And all of a sudden, a joy overwhelmed me. And I had confidence that I did not even know I could have. And I stood in front of this man and I gave him all my papers, stacked yay high. And he looked at me and says, where are you going? I will never forget the conversation. You know, there are some experiences you just can never forget. And I said, I'm going to the U.S. He said, have you ever been to the U.S.? I said, well, no. But I can't wait to get there. He says, what are you going there to do? He says, it's a great country that I've heard about, and I just want to go and experience it for myself. 
looked at me. And I started, and then all of a sudden, fear overcame me. I said, oh, 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 by the, by the way, here is my father's tax return. Here is my mother's this. He says, don't worry about it. Don't worry. I just started rambling. He says, no, no, don't, don't worry. He says, looked at my passport, do some things. He says, go and sit down. Two minutes later, he called me back. I said, come back in the next two days. Your, your visa will be ready in the next couple of days or something like that. And I, I, I stood there because I couldn't believe it. Even though it, it had happened. And the guy said, you can go. I said, I, you want me to come back, or you want me to still sit down? Or yeah. and he said, "No, no, leave and come back in a couple of days to get my." No, I, I, I was still shocked. So when I left, you know, that's when I noticed that my whole shirt around my neck, my shirt was soaking wet. Soaking wet. I mean, talk about sweating profusely. Moses, don't worry. He, that was no sweat on that day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you is this. When God gives you a vision, he's not looking for you to bring that vision to pass. He is going to be the one that makes it happen. And you will not be able to take any glory. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God gave Peter a vision. Go to Cornelius. Peter left despite the fact that he would normally not hang out with who? With the Gentiles. I'm sure in his mind he was wondering, what am I going to say to these people? He's probably in his own head struggling with preaching to a people that they considered less than human beings. He was saying in his head. And yet, the Bible says, in fact, let's quickly read it. Amen. Where's the... That was the one in chapter 10, right? The Bible says, starting from verse 23, the next day Peter started out with them. I mean, 10, Acts 10, 23. And some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day he arrived at Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said, I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius asked three days ago. 
He explained it. Then drop down to verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Christ Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in this country. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were what? Shocked that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles who were supposed to be pure and unclean. You see, I'll conclude with this. Let's all say Oh, just for the sake of recording, you need to say it. When God gives a vision, he's going to complete it. He's going to, it, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by his spirit. He's going to do it. The people who were unclean, un impure, boom! Next thing, they were all, all over the floor. Speaking in tongues. Oh, glory to God. Come on, church. Let's lift up our hands. I am a candidate for the unexpected blessings of God. I am a candidate to receive unexpected blessings. From God. I am a candidate, I am a candidate to, receive to receive the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. I am a candidate to receive the abundance, the abundance of the love of God. I am a candidate for a miracle. I am a candidate, I am a candidate for, a miracle. for a miracle. I am a candidate, I am a candidate for, a miracle. for a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me share with you, church. Many are the miracle signs and wonders that God has done. Just because we dare to believe him, to fulfill his dreams, to fulfill his visions that he has given us. And I'm challenging you, set your expectations high. As we enter 2019, this is not a year for the faint-hearted. This is not a year for, the, for those living in fear. This is a year for those who will take the bull by the horn and believe and go and do great and mighty things mighty things. This is a year to do great exploits. This is a year to reverse the curse of the enemy. This is a year 
for you to step out of your comfort zones and experience the best that God has yet for you. I'm challenging you to believe, to dream. Dare to dream, dare to believe, dare to expect, dare to receive the uncommon blessings of God. Every single day, wake up and declare, Lord, I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. It is not based on your ability. It is based on your faith. If you can believe all things... I challenge you in Jesus' mighty name to believe. To believe God. To dream. To have a vision. I pray in Jesus' mighty name that God will fill you with new dreams, new visions, and He will bring every single one of them to pass. Father, we thank you. Glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.